whatever really happened to dudes calling each other best friends? Dave and John grew up in the 80s in New Jersey, and they did everything together. They were the quintessential best friends until they became teenagers and Dave moved away. Fast forward to today, and these two 40-somethings reconnected and decided to not only be besties again, but to put on a podcast and share their reunion with anyone who will listen. Welcome to Fat, Dumb, and Happy. All right, welcome back to another exciting episode of Fat, Dumb, and Happy. This is Ben Tamander, your new host. We got Dave and what? John as as our guest host for tonight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but seriously, I'm just helping them out today, and I'm going to lead us off. But great to have John Deal and Dave Tamander here, and we have a very special guest, Ralph. What's up? Hey, Ralph. Yes. Uh, Ralph I- is my friend from New Jersey, and uh, we go back way, way back, and he knows a lot about video games and music and stuff, and so we're great to have him here. How are you doing today, Ralph? I'm doing awesome. How are you guys? We're excited, man. It's going to be a great episode for sure. So glad to have you on, Ralph. Great. Great. So I'm just wondering right, who's got... that and who's the dumb one and who's the happy one. We all are, man. Oh, awesome. Yes. <laughs> all three. All three. <laughs> all three, baby. That's good. So we got a special announcement from Dave. Thanks, Ben. So super excited, guys. You know, we've had a few episodes out already. And we're doing pretty well. We got a few hundred downloads already in like eight different countries. It's kind of crazy. But we have this pretty cool special thing that I wanted to announce. So you guys are familiar with like radio stations, right? How they have celebrities do like promotions. Have you ever heard that? You know, like you're listening to Z100 or whatever. Well, believe it or not, we have some celebrity promotions for this podcast already. I, I don't even know what they are. I, they got them sent to me. John and Ben had no idea about this at all. This is a total surprise. So I'm going to play them for you guys. No, I'm serious. Celebrity promotion. So here we go. You guys listen up. I'm Morgan Freeman, and you're listening to Fat, Dumb, and Happy. It says to put emphasis on the word dumb, and I agree. What, you guys? Morgan (laughs) Freeman, acclaimed actor, narrator extraordinaire. He's on. I can't believe this, you guys. And then we got this one. Turkey lurky doing, turkey lurky dappy. I like to listen to fat, dumb, and happy. Now, that one was a little weird, but I think that was Adam Sandler. I'm pretty sure that was Adam Sandler. That's awesome, man. (laughs) Yeah, pretty cool. I mean, it sounded a little weird. Um, It definitely wasn't one of us recording like a voice memo in their (laughs) car during a work break or anything. (laughs) So we got Adam Sandler and Morgan Freeman repping us, man. I think it was time with all these downloads and all these, uh, you know, new subscriptions all across the world. I think it's time for me to go buy a Tesla. Yeah, I think pretty much time <laughs> to quit the job and, and do this full time. All right. So uh, another quick announcement we want to tell everybody is that we have a podcast email and it's at fdhpod at gmail.com. That's fdh for fat, dumb and happy and pod for podcast. So fdhpod at gmail.com. Email us if you have any suggestions, feedback. If you want to be a special guest expert on a future episode, give us the topic and we'll have you on. It'll be awesome. Like I said, we're in like eight countries now. Our second highest download country is Belgium. So we definitely want to hear from our Belgium fans. Tell us what's up over there. So we're excited. All right. We'll turn it back over to John at this point to talk about the fat part of our episode. Yeah. So look, we can't have the fat, dumb and happy part of this without the fat parts. You know, all you Belgian fans, let's get those waffles and let's get that chocolate. So for tonight, 
you guys, you know, we're talking about video games and <laughs> we always try to correlate a video game with a food. And, you know, this one was a little bit tougher. I literally had to go through the all Nintendo games to see what I could pull from. And once I found the one I was going to do, I was kind of shocked because I had never heard of this game before. Meeting McDonald's or I already ate McDonald's because it's already pretty late here. Um, I got to say, I really don't care for McDonald's. So, um, you know, I do it for you guys, the fans. But um <laughs> Yeah, no. Uh, the reason, though, why I chose McDonald's is because in 1992, McDonald's came out with a Nintendo game called Mick Kids. Nice. It was about two what? kids. Yeah, it was about two kids named Mick and Mac, and they venture into McDonald's land in order to return Ronald McDonald's magical bag, which was stolen by the hamburger. So <laughs> that's what that was that's about. Awesome. So I chose. So I chose McDonald's. Had me a couple nuggies, and we're good to go. Ben, what about you? What are you eating tonight? All right, well, mine comes from a super old game. Probably the first, one of the first games I remember is Burger Time for the Intellivision. And that game, you basically run over the buns and and lettuce and burgers and try to make hamburgers and stay away from the hot dogs and the the pickles, I guess. Eggs. Yeah, pickles. And (laughs) eggs, yeah. And and I remember as a little kid, I mean, I was probably, I don't know, four or five or something and, and getting chased by those little hot dogs, I would just be running in place like trying to get away from them <laughs> anyway so i got myself uh, a couple of white castle microwave sliders <laughs> nice. hamburgers here. that's uh all that's i can awesome. find out in the little boonies right where i live so <laughs> that works i love that those works. things yeah dave what about you things. what are you eating tonight all right so i got with me a donut and a slushy because I'm remembering my favorite arcade game ever, which was the Simpsons arcade game. Do you guys remember this? That game was awesome. Oh, man. You play Homer, Marge, Bart, or Lisa. They all had their own, like, techniques and stuff. I think Marge had a vacuum cleaner that she would yeah, beat people yeah. up with. <laughs> yep. And Bart had his skateboard, skateboard. and then Homer was yeah. just punching and kicking or whatever. But Didn't he have a bowling um, ball? I thought he had a bowling ball. He had a bowling ball at one point. Yeah, that was a super deal. And and that was the thing, too. They Like, when they would die, they would fly back in as, like, superheroes. I remember that. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's good. I was trying to decide between that and bringing some pizza for the Ninja Turtles arcade game, which was my, like, other favorite, for sure. Just a side note. I liked the Simpsons arcade game when it, like, in the form of an actual arcade game as opposed to, like, on Nintendo. Yeah, definitely. It was better. Weird, right? All right. So, yeah, look, we're, we all got our eats on. And what we want to do now is uh, we want to focus a little more on our actual topic of video games. So, Dave, why don't you take us through what we got going on now? All right. Yeah, so we're going to talk about different game systems. Uh, kicking off with some of the oldies. Uh, ben mentioned one of these in television. I don't know if you guys played this back in the day. Um, for those maybe our younger listeners, if you haven't heard of Intellivision, try to picture like a calculator or like a, cor- <laughs> a, a corded phone. <laughs> With like numbers on it and like a like a disc that slides around. That is like the controller on a cord. It's hilarious, but it was a good time, man. I remember games like Bump and Jump, um, this Body Slam wrestling game. Ben mentioned Burger Time, uh, Tron, and the Deadly Disc was on there. What were some of your favorite games, guys? Did you play that? Do you remember? I don't remember. Like even looking at the picture right now, I don't remember using that system ever. I do remember Burger Time though, so that's kind of weird. But I don't remember like looking at it. It just looks so weird that gaming system. <laughs> yeah, dude, it is weird <laughs> and old. And Burger Time moved over to Atari as well, right? Ben, maybe that's why. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, so, that's true. So I remember the wrestling game. Yes. Wow, it, it's just 
I, I don't think the commands were any more different than going to the Nintendo when you had WrestleMania. <laughs> but <laughs> I look at that, I'm like, wow, that is so pixelated. But you oh, know what so made bad. it fun? It was just the, the simplicity of it, you know? Just trying yep. to get the right movement that just to body slam. You're, you're just happy if you can body slam somebody or pile drive them. Those were the two moves that I remember. If I remember right, pick like nine different moves yeah. you know, to use. And so at, out of, I don't know how many there were. It seemed like there was a lot more than nine. You know, like maybe 27 moves that you could pick. And some of them were defensive moves like the possum roll to roll yes. away from them when they're about to do a body slam on you or something. And some of them were, you know, pick them up, throw them against the rope, kind of, kind of a move. Yeah. And it was pretty advanced for basic, like pre Atari game, you know, almost, you know, like super old game. But uh, I was really surprised at it. I mean, the graphics are are just, you know, like practically stick figures. But as far as like the strategy behind it and stuff, you, I just remember your thumbs get so sore pushing all the different buttons. Yep. And and you could pick nine moves because like I said, it was like a phone and you would press nine for possum roll or whatever. And I, I looked up the list of some of the moves and they had stuff like headbutt, spin, heave, knee, butt, duck cover, drop kick, cross chop, and face master. <laughs> face master. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. Following a brief headlock, quickly bash your opponent's face and i don't know if you could really tell what was going on but you push that button and it and it does it so bump and jump was another one that was pretty crazy man like it was so weird because it was just you know these cars all in this mad race um you know tons of cars and you go through the different seasons like non-stop driving (laughs) yes the years through the year yeah and you're jumping over these big lakes and stuff, you know, so your car just suddenly gets bigger and bigger as it goes up in the air and then it goes down. And then you try to like land on top of <laughs> other cars to destroy them. <laughs> yep. Yep. It was like so simple, the graphics, but it was a, a, like a clever idea because you're looking down at the cars and that, yeah, like Ben said, that car just comes right up into the screen and then you land on other cars or you try to get on the island and then back over like water again and it was a good time for sure it's interesting as you look at the console though uh now does anybody remember the coleco vision i didn't play coleco vision dude yeah i've I've heard of it for sure now looking at it i'm like maybe it's the same design as in television because they had the same coiled controllers and everything except the the pad itself had the number keys on it but it had a little joystick on it as well and uh, that was the first console that I actually played on. We had nice. Donkey Kong on that. So I played that game for who knows how long and kind of sucked, though, because my dad actually ended up mastering the game. So I could never beat him. Turns out that he was sneaking into the room at night and playing it all night long. So, <laughs> And then just kicking my trash in the day. So he would get so high up on the levels. I think Jungle Hunt was another one that we had on there. But what nice. was really cool about it it actually came, you could buy the accessory that you would plug into the front of it and play the Atari games. So oh, nice. This, this is like your first cross-console system, which was backwards compatible. Oh, wow, that's awesome. And I, and I still have one of the controllers lying around somewhere. Of course you <laughs> no do. No way. Of course you do. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I was thinking about that's crazy about these these game systems, these early ones? The fact that we had to be on channel three to play them, like, <laughs> right? Yeah. Kids these days would like not understand that at all, and like the whole getting in the back it's of the thing, driving, yeah, screwing in the the thing in the back. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, crazy. Yep. 
Well, it's funny you bring up Jungle Hunt, Ralph, because that's one of the ones we listed for Atari. Definitely loved that game. You had to swing from vine to vine and time it just right. You had to jump over like. Yep. And then my favorite part was you'd be underwater and you're swimming like this and you're just like this stick you look like. And then coming at you are these <laughs> crocodiles. Yeah, two little legs going. And then these crocodiles are coming at you. And and I was watching some gameplay. Like, listeners, if you haven't heard of these games or haven't played them in forever, seriously, look up gameplay of some of these games because it's hilarious. But, like, what you do, you don't avoid the crocodiles. You go up and you punch them in the face, and then they disappear. So Jungle Hunt was <laughs> now, a good some, time for Some sure. of them actually had it. Some of the versions actually had a knife where you're stabbing mm. the crocodile. Oh, yeah. man. So, it's not the same concept, though, but yeah. Totally yeah. realistic gameplay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so what about you, Ben? What were some of your favorite Atari games? There were so, so many, man. I think Joust was like the first um, like yep. cooperative play game that I remember, right. like where you were on the same team as somebody else. And you're riding these like ostriches fly, like, that hop around yeah. and, yes. <laughs> and whacking into each other. <laughs> I loved I loved Joust, man. That was a great game. Yeah, man. Another one I really liked was uh, a similar kind of thing where you could play multiplayer was called Warlords. And they had a different kind of controller. It was like a, a little wheel that you turned, I guess, you know, with yeah, a little button just, on the side. Yeah. And it was basically like you had this castle that every time a ball hit it, it would break down a little further and further till it gets to the center where you, you don't want the ball to get. Basically, you lose when it gets there. But you also could, you had like this catcher's thing that could grab it. Yeah. And, or, or knock it back to the other guys, you know? And when I say castle, like, it's really just a bunch of blocks, you know? Nothing, yeah. none of these graphics were amazing. But but the gameplay was really pretty fun. And there were some fun tricks you could do to surprise people with, you know, how the angle you could bounce that ball off and whack it into somebody else. It was just fun. Oh, yeah. Go back and look that up. If you haven't seen Warlords, it's hilarious. It's like a sticky ping pong. And yeah, you're just flipping it around at the other players. It's hilarious. I love that game. So I had Joust. I agree with Ben. Joust was one of my favorites on that one. And then riding the little ostriches or whatever. And that's why I learned all about pole position. Um, oh, yeah. Hubert. Pole position. Yep. Hubert, right? Uh, oh, Hubert, yeah. Classic. Yeah. We had an Atari 2600. And so, yeah, we got to play all those games with Hubert, Centipede. But mm-hmm. there was one game called Jumpman Jr. It was really weird. But yes! Like, yes! Yes! <laughs> I love that game, man. That game was awesome. And you're just like jumping around, like jumping over these little things to collect these little rings or whatever, and you kind of kind of work your way up the screen. It was, it was a fun one. I liked it. But I would love to just get that game again so I could finish it. So, <laughs> because this is on the Atari. Now I never had an Atari system other than that Coleco attachment, but I actually had the Atari 800, 800 XL which was a computer. So my first PC gaming, so I had those little rectangle things, about five and a quarter inches. I think you call them floppy disk or something like that. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. that yeah. disk drive and everything, and you had <laughs> nice. to type in the command. I think I think we turned it on, you had to hold the option button, and then it would give you the game. So I had a f- flying game that was like a 1942 Blue Max game. I had Spy Hunter on it, Jumpman yeah. Jr., Epics, ep- Epics Racing, some racing game or something like that, where you could change the tire off the racers and everything like that, and then put it on to get back on the track. Yeah, so that was like my first major experience computer gaming, if you will. But of course, I used my ColecoVision controller to play the games. 
we're looking at the picture of the Atari, and it just so happens that my buddy this week, he had some points he had to use on one of his credit cards or whatever. He actually bought the Atari, the Lego version of it. So it's 2,532 pieces, and it comes with you build the controller out of Legos, you build the console and three games, and the games you can actually stick into the console itself. It's pretty cool. That's so awesome, dude. Yeah. That is so cool. Um, I wanted to call out one last game on, in the, the Atari uh, era because it is like so 80s funny to me. Um, it's called Yard's Revenge, and I, I didn't remember it. I had to look it up. I watched some gameplay and describe because there's a picture on the screen here for the guys uh, on the podcast. But for those listening, there's like a blurry pixelated like imagine how old TVs would get, you know, some interference and cause like, you know, some graphic problems on the TV. You know what I'm talking about? Like that was something that was just there as part of the game. Like I don't understand what exactly that was. Ben, I don't know if you can explain it, but you had to go through and try to um, attack this alien ship with you're like a bug or something like that tell tell us more about yard's revenge ben so i don't remember the story behind it exactly other than yeah some kind of alien thing but this this bar in the middle of this like staticky rainbow bar i guess (laughs) the best way to describe it is it was like a cloud or something that you could hide in and so while you were inside that thing you couldn't be hurt uh, and then you uh-huh. had to like go in and out of that cloud to shoot, you know. And I think uh, I there was a certain now. part of the game in which that 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 cloud was no longer safe or something. But for most of the game, like that was where your like your safe spot. You couldn't shoot them either, or they couldn't shoot you. And so you could kind of weave in and out of that cloud. It's just so weird. They had so many creative ideas that were just kind of I don't know <laughs> psychedelic or something. I don't know what they were on. Yeah. But. And they did what they could with the graphics at the time, man, and, and make them still fun games. They were still a good yeah. time, for sure. And like I said, go back and watch some gameplay on YouTube. It's hilarious. Uh, I had a good time doing that. And it's very nostalgic. Um, so next game systems, kind of around the same time frame were the regular Nintendo and the Sega that came out. And I remember uh, we got our Nintendo. We were like a Nintendo family. I feel like they were like, you were mostly one or the other. Maybe that's just me. But we ended up being on the Nintendo track. And, uh, of course, Super Mario Brothers. Like, a big reason why we want to do this video game episode is because the Mario Brothers movie is coming out pretty soon. We're excited for that. And uh, so, one through three were awesome. And other games like Metroid, you know, Duck Hunt. One thing I, I was going to say is it's kind of embarrassing, but a lot of what I know about sports came from video games. Like, Double Dribble <laughs> and uh, Blades of Steel. Like, which players were on which teams and stuff like that. Like, that stuck with me for a while. It was pretty funny. Um, what, uh, what games did you guys like or, or things, memories you had with Nintendo or, or Sega? So it's funny because you just listed like four of the games I wrote down that I didn't like. Um, what? I, what? Yeah, I loved I loved Super Mario 1 and 3. I didn't really care about 2. I didn't think 2 was all that great. But It was different I, for sure. When they got Flying uh, Mario, that was awesome. So the Nintendo was our childhood, man. And, yeah. you know. Kids today, yeah, you know, everything's already just downloaded straight to their Xbox or PlayStation. They'll never know about having to blow in the in the cartridge and doing the little finger yep. wag to get the game to work and just barely pushing reset. Yeah, yeah, they'll never know anything about that. But um, so a couple of the ones that I liked, oh uh, yeah, some of the other ones that you said that I didn't like. Um, I didn't like the track and field. I did not care for it because I yeah. was no good on the power pad. Um, yeah. 
And then, uh, what was the other one? Oh, uh, Metroid. I could never get into Metroid for some reason. Um, but there were a bunch that I did. All dashes, I, Justin Bailey. You got the ultimate cheat code right there. How could you not beat <laughs> Metroid? <laughs> <laughs> uh, a couple that I just I really did. I always loved Dr. Mario. Um, yep. Excite Bike. Yeah. You can't play Nintendo and not play Mike Tyson Punch-Out. Um, of course. Paperboy, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And it's funny that you mentioned, you know, Double Dribble. Double Dribble, Blades of Steel, and like Tech Mobile all had the same exact type of graphics. And they all had like one little thing you can do in each one of those games to where you could just do it repeatedly. Like Double Dribble was the three point, the three pointer. You could just go up to the corner and shoot the three, and it goes in every single time. Every single time. Right. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> uh, but you know, Blades of Steel, Mega Man. Uh, you know, Bionic Commando, all that they're all great games. Wow. I just absolutely love it. It was hard for me, but I loved Marvel Madness, yes, yes, yeah. I got nothing on the list if John keeps listing them all. Uh, I know, okay. man. You're taking them all together. <laughs> last, <laughs> last one, last one is that uh, was Bart versus the Space Mutants. I like oh, that yeah, totally. <laughs> I was gonna say before we go to somebody else that. I think John didn't like track and field, but Ben and Ralph, you guys could have a comment maybe on on how he could have enjoyed it better, right? What were some of the tricks to track and field? Use your hands. Use your hands, man. <laughs> we we, Lay we out discovered the secret that if you could – well, it's either that or you have the chair in front of you while you're running as fast as you can. That When it came down to the hurdles, we learned that you didn't have to jump because your guy would start disappearing off the screen as you're running. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I remember the, doing the triple. I mean, I just remember. Us, yeah, <laughs> I think like, just kind of bow down before the altar of the Nintendo system three times. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think that um, uh, maybe I would have liked it better if Ben and Ralph ever let us play it. Yeah, we were the younger kids. You know, <laughs> yeah, we never got it. to play on the power pad. That's for sure. For a trick I did as an older brother of just being like, you know, I'll play a game until I die. You play a game until you die. And, you know, he was four years younger than me, so he would be done with his turn real fast. And then I would yep. be on there for like, you know, just long enough that his attention span would be like over and he'd be out of there. And then I'd just keep playing. <laughs> you know, he'd come back <laughs> in and I'm still playing and it's like my fifth game, but he didn't know. <laughs> yep, I remember that, sucker. Probably did the Contra code too. You yeah, remember Contra. What the code was? Up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right. B A start player. Yes, oh, we did select, select start, start did when we player. had when we had two players. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 That's right. And Funny. you had to do it before it came across the screen, right? You had to get yeah. it all done real quick. Yep. Oh. Yeah. As it came across the screen, yeah, right, yeah, yep. timing just right, which is funny because, like, you can you do that, you know, Ben's all over here, okay, as soon you know, as soon as I lose, you can play, Dave. And then, if you try that in Super Mario 3, there's a spot in there where you can get 100 lives. Yes, somebody. it's World 3 2 and Super Mario Brothers 1 where you jump on the turtle on the second step repeatedly. Yes, <laughs> I remember figuring out in the first Super Mario that, like, if you landed on the flag at a certain where the last number in the time was, I think, even. Then you knew how many fireworks were going to go off, and I remember one, like three, telling six. friends that like it's one, three, and six, yeah. And I remember yeah. calling it, and, and my friends being like, "How did you know it was going to be six fireworks <laughs> or whatever?" It was awesome. Anything else from Nintendo? I can hit on some of the cool accessories. So I don't know if you guys remember Legendary Wings. So Legendary Wings was one of those games where you had so you guys had the NES Max controller, so it was a controller with a circular joystick, but it's little round. That was probably one of the best controllers to use for Blades of Steel. 
um, because he didn't nice. put the corners of your thumb and stuff like that. But legendary <laughs> yeah. range because there was so much movement on that one. Yeah, having that controller just made it easier to defeat the game. I tried to play it with a regular controller, and that was that was a far cry. But one of the other things I kind of wanted to point out, you know, Ben mastered Devil Dribble, and <laughs> I personally felt like I was the master of Blades of Steel. Yeah, and I am so heartbroken that there has never been another hockey game in the modern game systems that that equate to Blades of Steel. <laughs> but you know, like what John mentioned, that you know that that the play was so similar, and I don't know why it took me forever to figure it out because Ben was always kicking my trash on double dribble, and I could roll blades <laughs> of steel. But once I finally figured it out, and I'm like, oh, now I can up my game. And I started math and double dribble, and then he never wanted to play anymore. And I'm like, dude, what's up with that? <laughs> uh, That's awesome. Is that how you remember it, Ben? I honestly, I I do I do remember him getting better, and but on it like we had played it so much that I was burned out. But yeah, I didn't like to lose either. But I mean, honestly, I liked to play. I know he was better at Blades of Steel, and but I still liked playing with him. So it wasn't that I that I didn't want to lose, but I did reach a burnout <laughs> point where it just wasn't fun. Like it just was. <laughs> Well, it's kind of like what John was saying. If you hit it just right, you get it every single time. And yes. and so then it's just doing the same thing over and over and over again, just as fast <laughs> as you can. So it was really just yeah. a, like how fast could you do it, you know, and make sure that you kind of, you know, catch it before they do. And then, you know, and then do the same exact thing over again. So it was yeah. definitely a blast. And by the time Ralph caught up, I was starting to get bored and, and yeah, there might have been a little bit of, you know, I don't want to lose to him now, but <laughs> I, I didn't mind. I didn't mind playing him in, in Blades of Steel. Like, I mean, he, even though he beat me most times, probably I, I it was OK. And that's the thing. It's fun. Like, I don't know what it was about me and Ralph, but I felt like definitely times when it was like one of us was a lot better. But most yeah. of the games, I think we were close enough that it was really competitive and fun. And even the times uh -huh. when it was a little bit lopsided, it still was fun. Those were fun games. It's awesome. John, did we have a rivalry? Yeah, I don't think so. No. Mm -mm. We played. We had a good time. I don't feel like either of us was better than the other thing necessarily. No. We just didn't get as much playing time as those two. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's why we never we never got to that level of rivalry or anything because they were always hogging it. <laughs> right. That's <laughs> awesome. And then I would go home and have the same problem at home because Jeff and Matt would take it more than me. So. <laughs> I got to play more than Liz, so I was fine with that. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I'll just add to Ben, you know, about us being equal. I always felt that Ben had, had like, the best strategy. You know, he could figure out the game and what we needed to do, especially in some of those. I, I can't remember the name of the game, but there was one game where there was, like, all these, there were, like, four characters and they all had magical powers. And each one had like a specific deal that they could do at certain levels and stuff like that. And I just remember, like, between that game and Castlevania, like he was always the st strategic one. But I felt like I had the dexterity to execute the move. So he's just like, "Hey, if you do this at this certain point in time, you know, it'd be like you you should be able to come." You know, it's like, "Holy crap, you're right. I could do this." You know, anything like that. You know, I never would have thought of that. You know, but uh, super I mean, team. I don't know about you guys. You always had that rhythm. So I think that's a big part of it was like you had this, like you're a drummer, man. You had the rhythm. Yep. And so the timing sure. of things, you got perfectly. You would always nail it. 
And so that was definitely a yeah. strength of yours for sure. Yeah. That's awesome. And Ben feel, did have strategy. Yes. I remember that too, for sure. I feel like one of the games I remember watching Ralph play more than anything was Skate or Die, too. Oh, yeah. dude, Skate or Die. That's right. <laughs> and I would always awesome. do the goofy foot mode, too. I'd never do the regular Same. mode. Yep. Same. I did goofy because I did goofy in real life. I was like, that's that's what I got to do. I got to stick with it. <laughs> right. That's awesome. Them's the rules. All right. So then we got into Super Nintendo, uh, which was a great time for sure. I'm wearing a Street Fighter 2 shirt right now. Uh, that was one of my favorite games. And that was kind of like uh, what Ben was talking about with the rhythm and hitting the same thing over and over. I would do it with uh, M. Bison. He would do a slide kick that you could just time it just right, and you would take out the guy every time. And I remember that being pretty frustrating for Ben. Do you remember that? Yeah. I was like, you're just doing the same move over and over again. And like, you're trying to do trying like to the do right strategy, combos and stuff. And it was like it yeah. didn't matter because you could always just nail it right there. Just kept sliding yep. and killing you. But yeah, other other <laughs> fun games. Of course, Super Mario World came out like with it with the console. And that was just for me, it was like mind blowing. John, you remember when we first saw that game like come out as far as graphics and everything else? <laughs> it was yeah, it was next level for sure. Yeah, no, for sure. You're not you're not wrong about that, man. And just and it just keep, it just kept getting better. I know on the Street Fighter games, man, I was just a button pusher. I, I just had to keep pushing. Yep. That's the only way I had any chance of winning. Just <laughs> Nintendo thumbs, man. Just slide them over back and forth like right. crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, F-Zero was a good time, that race game. Donkey Kong Country was also a good time. And Super Punch-Out for sure. Ralph, do you remember any Super Nintendo games that you loved? Uh, so F-Zero was one of my favorite ones. And, you know, I always wish I could have played with the Super Scope. Did you guys ever have that? That was like that big cannon Mm -hmm. gun that you had access to. Yeah, I mean, I was a master of the Zapper on the 8-bit console, but that Super Scope looked like it was fun. But, I I mean, I saw a lot of games. I never had the Super Nintendo, so they were like, except Donkey Kong Country I absolutely loved. Um, Yes. The Super Punch-Out was probably the only other one that I really, and the the Super Mario Brothers suite that I, I got to lay my hands on quite a bit. Yes, awesome. You know, I can't remember which ones were from the Nintendo and which ones were from Super Nintendo, but the whole Mega Man line was fun for me. Classic fun, you know, and if you got stuck on one of the bosses, you know, like they just had weird names like Cut Man or something like that, Hurricane Man or something, Leaf Man, you know, and if you got, there's one that you didn't like, you just switch over to a different one and then you get their power and use it on the next guy and it just yes. it, it just was a lot of fun for me. And, you know, I never had the Genesis and hardly ever got to play it. But I remember watching Friends and briefly having a chance to play Altered Beast. That was yes. these, like they transform into these monsters and stuff. And it, it, I don't know what it was, but uh, th- that was the one game that made me envy the Genesis for a little bit there. <laughs> uh, yeah, the graphics were pretty cool. And, yeah, you turned into, like, a wolf, a bear, like, these crazy animals. It is another fun one to go back to, like, look at gameplay because it, it is a funny game, and it was it was awesome for the time, for sure. John, didn't you have the Genesis? No, my neighbor did, though, and I remember being super jelly because watching him play Sonic, how awesome yeah. it was and go backwards and things like that, just, like, just the graphics and everything. That's the only game I played, and then, I well, I did play one more. There was a Michael Jackson game. <laughs> I was going to bring that one up, too. <laughs> that was super fun because it had his soundtrack going the whole time, man. And you're just like, I think you were literally collecting little kids. I'm not going to lie. I think 
<laughs> where that's what the gameplay was, but I'm pretty sure. But yeah, that was fun. Too. Which one of us is going to look up that Michael Jackson game tonight and end up playing it? Not it. Not yeah. it. <laughs> that's hilarious, man. That's so funny. <laughs> I was going to say Sonic was awesome. Like, I, I don't know. I, I never got super good at it. I didn't play it enough, I think. Right. I'd always lose the rings and then die. It was like too yeah. fast for me or something. Yeah, same. I, yeah. I had a hard time with Sonic, but I, I I remember there was Echo the Dolphin. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I don't know, for some weird, mysterious reason, I actually enjoyed that one. So. That's cool, man. Hey, thanks so much for listening to part one of this episode. Stay tuned for more fun in part two.